it's in the category or under the category of housekeeping, which I'm not sure if it's really important to do that, but I'll do it anyway, because I think Eric wants to see that. Um, one is, is, as in the past, typically this um, hearing is posted on the property site if there's a petitioner involved, as well as notifying adjoining property owners if there's a petitioner involved. The legal notices are also published in the pilot and on the county website and via Facebook. Although I've decided that trying to find it via Facebook is maybe not the easiest and most straightforward thing to do. Yeah, we're gonna look into that. Yeah, I think it's weird, uh, but anyway. And then again, because this is a Zoom venue, um, a couple of issues surface as a result of that. Number one, um, if you need to say something, please wave your hand. There is a, a procedure under participants where you can click a wave your hand, but between Sarah, Christy, and anybody else, if someone's waving their hands and we're not seeing it, please say something. The other part of the uh, uh, housekeeping would be appreciated if everybody stays on mute so as to eliminate background noises and what have you. Um, with that being concluded, I'd like to call to order the January 21st, 2021 uh, Planning Commission to order. Sarah, if you would be so kind as to call the roll. Um, Steve Warnkeep. Yes. Brian Kelly. Nope. Uh, Andrew Benjamin. Here. Trevor Shire. Here. Roberta Marshall. Here. Bill Norris. Greg Yeager. Here. Peter Flint. Hmm. Peter Flint. Nope. Uh, Billy Metzelfeld. I see him, but I don't know if he's hooked up to audio yet, but I see him. And Linda Miller. Here. Okay, thank you, Sarah. We have a quorum. Um, typically, because I think it's missing. So usually the first order of business is to um, provide the opportunity to the public to address the commissioners on anything that is not on the agenda this evening. Um, I'm going to take the position that there is no one from the public who wishes to address us. And so we'll close that item off. Second item is the sunshine resolution, which principally tells the world where they can find out about us. We should all have a copy of that on the, from the agenda. And unless there are some questions about the sunshine, sunshine agenda, I'll entertain a motion to approve. I'll move to approve. Thank you, Roberta. Is there a second? Second. I'll second. Is that you, Linda? Yes. Perfect. Thank you. Um, is there, I'm assuming there's no discussion on that motion. So with that thought, uh, anyone, um, all those in favor of adopting and approving the sunshine I have issues with that word uh, agenda. Please signify by saying yes. 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 Anyone opposed, please say no. 
Chair votes yes, motion is carried. Thank you. Next item on the agenda is the approval of the minutes of December 17th, 2020. Are there any additions, subtractions, corrections on these minutes? Hearing none, again, the chair will entertain a motion to approve the minutes of December 17th, 2020. So moved. Thank you, Linda. Second. I'll second it. Thank you, Roberta. Uh, all those in favor of the motion to approve the December 17th minutes, please signify by saying yes. 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 Yeah. Anyone opposed, please say no. Chair votes yes. Minutes of December 17, 2020 are approved. Next item on a consent agenda. Uh, it's been requested that the motion be tabled to February 4th for the reasons um, stated. Uh, I think we need a motion to table to February 4th. I'll move to table to February 4th. Thank you, Roberta. Is there a second? I'll second. Thank you, Linda. You two got this going tonight. I like that. All those in favor of the motion to table the Turek lot consolidation to February 4th, please signify by saying yes. 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 Anyone opposed, please say no. Chair votes yes. Motion is approved to table to February 4th. Next item is item for consideration, Vista Verde Guest Ranch. This uh, petition too is being requested to be tabled to February 4th. Um, do we typically need to have a reason as to why? Um, Chris is here and um, usually the staff can provide that reason. They do submit something in writing. We don't typically include it on the agenda, um, but um, typically it's for reasons that um, either they don't have all the information or something came in at the last minute. Um, and in this particular case, I don't believe they posted their sign. Is that correct, Chris? Correct. Okay. So, so therefore by default, it had to be scheduled later. So they met that advertising time. Right, falls under the compliance issue. Correct. Um, okay, um, having understood the purpose of his tabling the February 4th, Sherilyn entertained a motion to table the Vista Verde Guest Ranch PL 20-184 petition to February 4th. So move. Thank you, Linda. Second. Troy, you broke the string. Thank you very much. <laughs> All those in favor of tabling the Vista Verde Guest Ranch uh, petition to February 4th, please signify by saying yes. 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 You want to oppose, please say no. Chair votes yes. Motion is carried. And the matter is tabled to February 4th. Administrator's report. I think, Christy, you are on. Uh, maybe yeah. one thing, if I may, and I know it's not quite on the agenda, but I think it falls under the administrator's report. At the last meeting, there was some discussion about the APCC. Yes. And our participation therein, um, we noted that 
John Merrill, who is no longer on the Planning Commission, was one of the representatives and that Troy volunteered to take his place. We also talked about the fact that Andy was um, on that. And there was a little bit of a, not a, a debate as to whether or not Andy was really interested in continuing on. Andy and I had some conversation about that. Um, I also mentioned to Andy that I thought Roberta was interested in perhaps filling his shoes should he choose not to continue on. Uh, and so at the end of the day today, um, Andy said, if, we're, if Roberta wants on, he's good with that. So and moved. Roberta indicated to me she would like to be on it. So guess what? Roberta is now the second participant, along with Troy, on the APCC. Andy, thank you for your service. We truly appreciate it. Roberta, Did you guys just rock, paper, scissors that? Uh, let's just <laughs> or, say Or, or should we say it's the short straw? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Good luck. So, again, thank you, Andy, and thank you, Roberto. Yeah, I don't think I can fill his shoes, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Okay, I'm sorry to have interrupted you, but I thought I'd get that yeah, in no, there. No, that, that was great, and that's part of, you know, some of my updates, um, you know, being that this is an extremely light agenda, um, and I've just been looking at our to-do list and specifically the master plan, um, I thought this is a good opportunity to have a um, informal discussion with you. I didn't want to advertise anything on the, about the master plan at this point in time because I just wanted to have a general discussion about a proposed timeline, about moving forward. Some of the discussions um, Troy and I can discuss through that resulted from the area plan committee um, and we'll explain what that is. Um, so basically just to bring you all up to speed and just to jog your memories because it's been quite some time um uh oh we're gonna get interrupted any second um so last year um we started on the phase one of the community outreach for the update to the master plan um we had a really successful outreach i would say that that was preliminary outreach to really get a baseline um, from the community on some of the issues and to really gauge the community on how big of an out of an update that we were um possibly looking at um if you recall there were a lot of, a lot of other hands in the um in the pot at that time um and there was a lot of steering going on um, outside of Planning Commission um, and the Board of County Commissioners um, without naming names. <clears throat> and, you know, we also had a plan for the plan for this update process, if you recall, and it was essentially 10 pages long. And in my opinion, way too big, way too rigid. Um, also, it was planned for, I think, or I know it was planned for an absolute overwrite, you know, an overhaul of the master plan. So it was almost like a three-year process, if you recall. Um, those, um, those people are no longer at the county. Um, and, you know, obviously we completed phase one um, and that, um, I have a lot going on at the moment, sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Um, so with that, we, um, received 922 surveys back. Um, we got really good feedback 
And the intent was to schedule a joint meeting with you all and the Board of County Commissioners um, for early March. And that was scheduled, but if you recall, bigger things happened in the world, like the pandemic. And unfortunately that got put on hold along with the plan update because of financial concerns moving forward. We didn't know really much about the pandemic, how long it was gonna last. Um, so it pretty much got put on the shelf. Um, and obviously planning was in, staff was in no position um, to even consider picking it back up. Um, we now know that the county is in much better position. We also know that there is potential light at the end of the tunnel with the pandemic. Um, and there is a, an appetite to update and focus on long range planning at the city level and at the county level. Um, some of my reservations about moving forward with the master plan focused mainly on um, staff support. Um, as you know, I've been, you know, very upfront with the fact that we've been down on FTE, you know, with Chad's um, departure this whole year. We have seen the most planning activity to date um, in several years, or at least since I've been here. Um, and, um, and now Tegan um, will be on maternity leave after tomorrow. Um, so we are down, um, down to Chris, myself, and Alan along with Ronnie and I am trying everything in my power to um, really think out of the box and um, you know, just think about what time, kind of internal resources we have to use. Um, I'm even, you know, Sarah has stepped up and has been great, you know, assisting us where she can, um, as well as shifting priorities and job functions. Uh, to add to this, because the timing is just impeccable, um, is that we also are in the middle of the City View software, which Greg is well aware of um, because it's a joint county city endeavor to have a new project permit software. And um, it has been very cumbersome and an undertaking. Um, validation for that was supposed to be completed in November and got pushed back to now. So that has been a priority. So I really have Alan focusing on the validation portion of that software while Chris and I are pretty much picking up the legwork at this point and utilizing Ronnie and Sarah where we can. Um, the positive note is that we did get approval to move forward with a new FTE. Um, and that would be for a planning tech. And um, we're just putting that together and I'm working with HR to figure out the pay scale. And I just created the job description and I hope to move forward with that as quickly as possible. Um, I do know we have several people that have reached out interested in that position, which would be great. We're very, very excited about that. And uh, um, with that, the main focus would be um, for that person to handle a lot of our administrative tasks, as well as co-enforcement, um, light planning work with the ability, obviously, to move up later. Um, the reason for that is to really assist us where we're feeling the most pressure and the most activity. Um, and that's through our building permit reviews, a lot of administrative um, type reviews, um, for example, consolidations. Um, they're just coming in and the interests left and right. I think we have three applications submitted that I haven't even been able to deem complete to schedule. Um, 
there is a positive note on that as well, that those kinds of applications is what you exactly saw tonight, that they can go on our consent agenda. Um, but if you felt you wanted to discuss these applications, you do have the ability to pull them off onto the regular agenda for discussion. But as you know, and as we've explained in the past, these consolidations are supported in the regulations as well as the master plan, and they involve reducing density. So you typically see those in Stagecoach and Steamboat Lake. Um, let's see. So that is one thing where we know we're getting staff support, hopefully sooner than later, as well as we do... Um, uh, county does have a contract in place for um, SafeBuild, which is a service contractor that you can use on an on-needed um, basis, on-call as-needed basis. Um, I spoke with their planning team. They do mainly focus on building permit reviews and, um, and work with building departments, but they do have a planning team. So um, I am uh, working to finalize amending that contract to, um, to find support services for us for the short term. Um, and again, as we move forward on call as needed. Um, so I feel good about that. Um, and I really see them helping us, helping us now before we can bring on this planner tech, you know, for more of those administrative type tasks. Um, so, you know, with that history, you know, and where we were at with the master plan, we never had um, that meeting for the joint discussion where the intent would be to um, present the findings of the original survey and, um, and really confirm some of the scope of services we could use moving forward in an RFP to bring on a consultant to, for technical services to help with the update of the master plan, which was the original intent. Now we do have a DOLA grant that we were awarded. Um, I believe Chad, you know, discussed that with you um, last December. We did con get confirmation that we were awarded that grant in March. Um, again, I, you know, that kind of just sat there with putting this plan on hold, um, but that grant expires next May. Um, whereas we do have the ability to extend it as needed. Um, reviewing the summary, um, you know, there is nothing that really was a surprise, um, you know, where um, I'll bring up um, this, the report for you, but procedurally, we would want to schedule this at a joint meeting to formally present this to the community um, and to you all um, in, in that virtual format in a joint session. Um, but I wanted to first, you know, just get your take on my proposed timeline about moving forward um, and what we have planned so far. Um, the first discussion is with you all. Um, and then I do have a meeting scheduled with the county commissioners on Tuesday where I will provide them with your feedback. Um, you're welcome to join that call as well if you are interested. Um, and, um, and then there's the APCC piece. So little background there. Um, we only meet quarterly. And um, the last time we met as a group was last January. 
And the direction was is that APC was going to present at a joint meeting with the city and the county um, findings of the area plan. Now, as you all know, or may not know, so I can explain it, you have our master plan, which is essentially the umbrella of the county. And within that document, we have sub area plans. One of those is the Steamboat Springs area plan. Um, there is a strong appetite by the city to update that plan. Um, I would support that as well. It is a dated document, just like the master plan. Um, and I know that, you know, there's a lot of interest to move forward with that. So fast forward to October of this year, um, we, well, actually back up. After APCC last January, we were supposed to have a scheduled joint city meeting also in March, which um, did happen, but they bumped our item because of COVID and priorities. That joint discussion was rescheduled to this past October where city council and uh, county commissioners had the discussion about updating that plan. And they asked staff, myself and Rebecca, um, planning director for the city to discuss um, us to discuss our resources and see about priorities and come back with a recommendation on what that plan potentially could look like. Oh, excuse me, he went poo-poo. So if you just heard that, I apologize. So, <laughs> so, uh, oh, Greg, this is what you have to look forward to soon. Um, so with that, um, Rebecca and I have had conversations and um, they're in no position to move forward with the area plan at present. They're in the middle of two other long range planning documents. Um, and also it wouldn't make sense to move forward with the area plan before updating the master plan. And being that we were already part of the process, my you know, recommendation to you all and what we recommended to APCC, which was just this past Wednesday, is that, you know, yes, I think there's agreement that we wanna look at the area plan. Okay, buddy, okay. Um, so with that, we would um, first update and finish the process, complete the process of the master plan. Um, and looking at that timeline, that, you know, potentially could be completed by next spring, summer, which matches their timeline, the city's timeline for when they would even be at a place where they could look at updating the area plan. Through the update of the master plan, of course, we would want to look at our sub area plans and make sure we have alignment with those. So that would be part of the process after we updated the master plan and through that process. And we could identify the area plan as priority to be the first one that we update thereafter. Um, none of this has been confirmed by um, city council or um, the Board of County Commissioners at this point, but this is the staff recommendation and APCC seemed to be pretty on board with that kind of timeline and plan that the recommendation actually would come from APCC on the status and timeline to update the area plan. I think there is also a very strong um, support for collaboration on the area plan which we would do anyway, because it's a joint adopted plan. Um, also, you know, through the master plan update, I think we're gonna have a lot of support from, 
you know, the city and other entities to um, go through that process. Uh, my, my biggest reservation about moving forward is the obvious, the staffing, uh, which is more support for bringing on a consultant to help out with the process, uh, essentially project manage this um, project update, um, being that we already have the money um, through DOLA in order to do. So, um, so that's where we are with that. I have a lot going on at the moment. Um, so <clears throat> um, my, my other reservation was, you know, being in this format, what that public process would feasibly look like. And um, at first, you know, the, there was a lot of caution there, but, you know, after reaching out to, you know, my planning network and, um, and also speaking with Rebecca, who was in the middle of updating two plans when this all happened, and, you know, speaking with their consultants, they had to really reimagine what that public process would look like. And as it turns out, and I think we can all agree, after being in this virtual world and format for quite some time, um, you know, I think a lot more people are interested in it. And I think you could get a lot more support being that people don't have to drive places to do it. You can hop on a Zoom call. Also, the other thought is moving forward is based on some of those primary priorities that we pulled from the summary, um, uh, excuse me, one second, I am really Don't you just miss your kids? Oh my God. Sorry. No, that was my husband um, who was like calling me like crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh. Anyway, sorry. Um, so, um, and I'll pull up this document so it'll make more sense. But the idea would be that we would be moving forward with uh, more focused meetings based on these themes that came out of, and these priorities essentially that came out of the, um, the surveys. And, you know, when you have more of those focused meetings, just say our meeting is on environmental impacts, you're going to get the environmental folks that are going to be interested that are going to, you know, be interested in that meeting. It won't just be more of the broad initial, you know, excitement and outreach, you know, and what is, you know, a master plan. Um, so I do feel that moving forward, you know, we would get great public participation and being that bringing on a consultant, any consultant that we would bring on would, you know, already be, have something worked out or their suggestions also for that public engagement. I mean, that's what they do. That's their expertise to really focus on public engagement. So, um, so I'm definitely more optimistic about that. Um, I'm just going to bring up a general timeline um, of what I am thinking <clears throat> could work. Um, and hold on. Why am I not seeing it on here? I have it up on my screen and it's not showing. Hmm. Ah, there you go. Okay. Um, 
are you seeing a timeline? Yes, but I can't read it. Make it bigger. Uh, I... <laughs> if you can't, I can I can pull this whole thing closer to me. It's okay. Can everybody else see it? It came up, yeah. Okay, I'm just trying to see a view. Sorry. Yes, I can see it. Uh, okay, well, that's uh, not working. You should be able to do a full screen, oh, Christy, I think. Because what you got going right now is kind of a partial screen. Ah. <laughs> That's not helping you, is it? Not really, yeah. but. Here you go. Oh, look at that. Ah. <laughs> we figured it out. Okay. Nice. So phase one has been completed. Um, the idea would be that um, if, if given the go ahead by um, both you and Board of County Commissioners, that we would look to um, revise that plan for the plan. And my thought is it would be reduced to no more than three pages. Um, and with that, we have phase one that's been completed. And here are some of the you know, highlights. We were awarded um, you know, the DOLA grant. We deferred it, the, the grant that is, and the update of the plan back in March, as I said and the grant can be extend, uh, extended if needed. Phase two also was completed <clears throat> and we um, received the report. We put together um, pretty snazzy report, which I'll show you in a second. Um, and that was 122 surveys that were completed. Um, we, that involved 14 community meetings, if you recall. Um, and so that was a really good turnout because if you recall, based on the consultant at the time, which um, we didn't bring on, the county had a communications consultant named Slate Communications that we utilized. And with that, yeah. I know, I know, sorry. So with that, we had, um, I think the original goal was, it was 2% is what we were being told out of the population. So that would have been 500 surveys. If you recall, I mean, 922 surpasses that. So we felt really good about that number. Um, phase three is where we would look to move forward. And that is the land use consultant selection, support and educational outreach. And I anticipate that um, starting it, you know, the educational part can be as soon as possible, um, but we would look to schedule the joint meeting for March. So essentially the original timeline a year later. Um, and if you recall the original plan and review was a three-year process. Um, so we're a year behind, but we're gonna still in, you know, based on this um, still, you know, I, I don't know why this needed to be dragged out, in my opinion. Um, any consultant you bring on, they're going to want this done in, in a year. Um, and based on that feedback, I see no reason why that can't happen. Um, but looking at the um, phase three, 
we would put together a fact sheet, a Q&A education, and an organizational plan. I do have internal resources to help me with this. Um, the county does have a PIO, public information officer, who focuses on things like this. She's currently working with the commissioners on a lot of the COVID outreach. Um, and this is something that um, I can work with her on um, in accomplishing that task, as well as creating an RFP based on um, some of the, the tasks that she can complete, as well as you know, our, our own GIS department who um, would be great and, and you know, help reduce the costs and a lot of internal um, projects can be done mapping and things like that through um, our own departments. So then um, we would have a joint meeting and that would be potentially around March. And, um, and then based out of that meeting and confirming some of these priorities, we could put together and create the scope and RFP um, to put out there. Um, and that's about a 60 day process from putting out the RFP to bringing the consultant on. And again, that's all done in-house and that would be, you know, we had a review team um, and we would put one back together. Um, some of those people aren't here anymore. And, um, you know, so we would put together a, um, an RFP team to review that and a steering committee. Um, and then based, you know, that would all be based on your feedback, of course. And then we'd do the consultant selection and the contract approval. So based on this, I expect the consultant to be on board where we can move forward, you know, late May, early June. And then, um, you know, and then there's some caveats to that, but that's the basic timeline I'm looking at. You know, this will also give us time to onboard the new planner, um, the new FTE, as well as Tegan would be back from maternity leave. So we'd be in a lot better shape. And I look at it as if we were successfully, you know, able to get through what we did this summer with less staff, I'm confident that, you know, with the support of a planning consultant that we could move forward um, this summer with pick officially picking back up the update process. Um, and then phase four, four would be creation of draft master plan. And, you know, that would, you know, be about fall um, to winter timeframe. And that would involve, you know, the public engagement, focus meetings around land use themes, as well as the creation of a working draft and then review and creation of the final draft. Um, and then phase five, five would be the adoption, um, anticipated completion May of 2022. Um, so the next steps from there would be alignment and update um, of the sub area plans if necessary. And we would wanna do that anyway. Um, I don't foresee many of the sub areas changing with the exception of the area plan. I, I can't speak to that, um, but most of our other suburb plans, Stagecoach was recently updated. Um, you have your up, Upper Elk would probably be one that we wanna focus on. Um, and that may be, um, you know, some of the results of the master plan, but mainly, you know, cleaning it up. I mean, it is dated, um, you know, there are some 
things that we do want to focus on, like agritourism and the recreation chapter for sure. Um, but that's just to give you an idea of what we're thinking. Um, before we get to this, let me just bring up that document, uh, the report. And then I'll send you a hard copy of the report as well, but it is pretty interesting. Um, can you see this? Route County Master Plan Engagement Report? Yes, okay. Um, yeah. I'll make it larger for you as well. Is that large enough? Here we'll yes. Go. Okay, we'll go a little bit bigger here. Um, so this is the results of phase one. You know, all this information I disclosed to you. Um, 922 surveys, um, it was broken down to gender, the average age was 53. And as you can see, you know, the, the major um, area that we saw, we were able to break it down to areas of the county. So 61% was, um, you know, we received comments from people that resided in uh, Steamboat Springs area. Um, you know, this was important to know, know, I think that this was a concern that, you know, were they just renters or owners who were responding to this survey? And, you know, we were happy to see that it was a lot of ownership. So we felt good about that. Um, and then the length of years, you know, somebody was living in the county, so 20 years. So we also um, felt good about that. Overall responses and highlights, um, top reasons for moving to Route County, quality of life access to recreation, skiing and snow sports, open spaces, preservation and rural lifestyle. So no huge surprises there. And, you know, we were ha happy to see the, you know, a lot of the rural, you're gonna see a lot of uh, the same recurring themes throughout this report. Um, Route County strengths, access to recreation, small town feel, open spaces, friendliness of people, skiing and snow sports, uh, the weaknesses, Shocker, housing costs, available housing, um, job opportunities, access to services and taxes. Um, describe Route County in like one word. Taxes? Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, I kind of laughed at that, but a lot of people did say that also. Like sales tax, you think they're referring to? I would think so. I would think sales yeah. tax. I mean, it's it gotta be. The property tax can't be, can't be real estate tax, no. Yeah. Okay. And, and, right. and, and we did notice, I mean, there were some surveys that you were able to clearly see that they didn't really, you know, that there, there was an educational component missing, we'll just say, where they just didn't really understand. Um, because there's a lot of people that will comment and it's like, my takeaway is they want their cake and eat it too. You know, they, they, they prioritize open space and preservation, but they want affordable housing and and you know the answer to that is sprawl and creating these subdivisions outside of urban growth areas, right? Um, that's just one quick answer or example. Um, so th th there is a lot of that that we saw also, and it's like, all right. Um, so describe Route County in one word. So you know what jumps out to you is rural. You know that was great to see. You know, and that's speaking to the um, overarching policies in the existing master plan and you know what's important to people and preserving that rural character. So that was good to see. Um, and then obviously, you know, beautiful home, you know, you see some affordable 
in here of, you know, what you want to see Route County be in one word, rural, affordable, preserved, inclusive community. So sustainable. Um, and then overall response highlights. Um, would you move out of Route County if you had the opportunity and, you know, Largely, no. Um, if you move, what would be the reason? Cost of living, affordable housing. Again, shocker. Um, job, job opportunities. Uh, winters, they're in the wrong place. Um, crowded, expensive, and housing. Uh, moving on, are you satisfied with the overall quality of life in Route County? Yes. <laughs> Impressive, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after reading some of these responses and then they answered that question, you know, yes, you're like, well, which is it? Um, in five yeah, years. The next, but the next thing tells the story. Yeah. Uh, the, in five years, where do you expect quality of life? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, a lot of what we're seeing now and, and that speaks to it, you know, this was even, this was done before the pandemic, right? And and that's one of the things where I've heard the argument to wait on updating the master plan because we wanna see what the other side of this pandemic looks like. And while I understand that, I would argue that's the whole point why we plan, you know, and not be reactive, be proactive. And I think we have a baseline of information because, you know, one of the things that is very real that we are seeing, and I have discussed this in our in, in my previous updates is you know just the growth pressures we are feeling and you know you hear this you know flight or flight or fight type you know um, theme going on where people are moving out of cities and you know moving to rural America like that is very true we're feeling it here um, so if we were feeling it before and now you have this pandemic and this exodus of the cities, if you will, and you know, not to put the scare tactic. I mean, I really think we we have enough information, you know, to be a little more proactive. And it would have been great, you know, if this could have been done even beforehand. But I think it's it speaks to um, the uh, the need to move forward with this plan rather than putting it on the shelf. So. Um, and this is what I shared at APCC because these are the, the six takeaways of the overall response highlights of um, what the top priorities of the master plan should focus on. And um, number one, protection of open lands. You know, great to see, you know, um, in my opinion. Um, development or planning for growth, attainable housing, environmental topics, transportation, and recreation and tourism. And then with that, what are the most important land use issues facing Route County? Again, a lot of the same recurring themes, affordable housing, environmental protection, transportation and traffic and development. Um, what threatens quality of life in Route County? Again, lack of affordable housing, development, population growth and uncontrolled growth events um, too many, too much strain on the community and climate change. So um, did the Steamboat City Council see that one? Uh, they did. They did. And, you know, I, I was, I was personally, I was impressed to see their vote on, um, on Triple Crown. 
I mean, I was just like, finally, you know, because it's not just triple crown. It's triple crown. That's all summer long on top of how many other events all packed into the same weekend. And it's just too much. And it becomes counterproductive for what they're trying to do because it's really threatens the quality of life. Um, so, you know, the idea would be to base um, engagement meetings come this summer around these, these themes. And, um, and obviously, you know, diving in deeper and I have some preliminary thoughts on how to do that also, you know, what those themes, you know, what those discussions would be, what we want to get out of these priorities and questions with the community. But, um, but by no means, based on what I'm showing you so far, so far, is anything that would contradict the existing plan. And, you know, the way it's set up currently which is protecting open lands. And the best way to do that, we have the best growth management tool there is with our growth centers and directing growth to them. You know, um, obviously we, we need to confirm that and, and really dive into that. But, you know, that would be my takeaway based on all of this information. Um, and it's not obviously up to me to decide. It would be, you know, with the assistance of you and really um, diving in deeper and getting that feedback from the community and asking the right questions to confirm those things. Um, is there maybe a better you know, growth management tool out there? Because obviously one can argue there are unintended consequences to you know, how our master plan is set up. Um, but some of that I believe is you know, driven by economics, you know, supply and demand and also, um, and being that we're a resort community so you, people do have to understand those factors as well. Um, I will tell you there's been discussion and this was discussed at APCC also is we have our area plan and we also have our West Steamboat plan. And you know, even from staff, from a staff standpoint, there's a lot of confusion and overlap because the um, boundary lines for both of those plans are essentially the same. And, um, and it's almost like, uh, it's just duplicative, it's confusing. Um, and I think there is um, some suggestions to maybe do away with the West Steamboat plan and just have one area plan that, you know, through that update focuses on West Steamboat. Um, I have heard, you know, some people in the community, you know, make the argument, well, the West Steamboat plan hasn't worked. And I have to remind people that, you know, there's a lot that we can get into a discussion about, but from the most simplistic, um, you know, um, explanation is I would disagree with that. Um, plans are meant to be tools that we use that direct growth and manage growth. They don't create development. So there's a lot of that, you know, that hasn't happened in West Steamboat that people may have wanted to happen with development out there, that is out of our control. The plans all dictate development to go to West Steamboat. All the plans suggest that. 
but you know you can't control lands you know who owns the land what happens with it and the right. latest and the latest what happened with you know uh brim gray had to do with the developer and the landowner negotiations between them that was outside of our control so to say that it hasn't worked you know i i would probably argue you know and support you know my statement i mean obviously it's a whole bigger discussion but it's just my point to say that you know these plans are for what they're intended to be they don't create development you know they just dictate where um, development should go the overall vision you want the community to be and it should be about a 20-year vision and we do know growth rates are you know on the rise and you know it is something we need to be discussing now to either confirm what's already there update it here and there or you know where it needs to be really evaluated we do that through the update process um Christy, uh -huh. before you move off of that slide, um, I must be a bit dense, but I don't understand attainable housing. I'm assuming so, that attainable means affordable, but there's something else on there too. Yeah, so um, what that means, it's not just affordable housing because affordable by definition would be like low income housing, okay. things like that. Um, and, and there's different interpretations of what that means. Attainable is a new, a new age, um, you know, type um, discussion no about housing. And, no, and it would be, and it would be more of, you know, people, people may um, be able to, buy into a condo, for example, in Steamboat, right, as their entry-level homes, but people can't I, move to the next level. I think that um, um, in terms of the way that, I mean, I also work for the Housing Authority. Yep. In terms of the way that the Housing Authority, they talk about it is in terms of um, like entry-level and then move up. Yeah. So that there's a way for people to go from renting to owning something and then from owning whatever that first level is to then moving up to the next level. And exactly. right now there's this major gap in the middle that yeah. doesn't really enable people that want to live here long-term yeah, to purchase um, starter one. homes. Yep. And then once they're in a starter home, if they find one, then they're kind of stuck there because the next level is about $2 million. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, I get it. Okay. Yeah. That answers my question. Affordable is um, different for everybody, you know. Well, I knew that, but I just yeah, were just attainable is, didn't. But the get attainable it. refers to a tiered approach where there's a level for people to move up, and when they move up, then that opens up other housing at the lower level for the people that are coming out of renting. Exactly, and you know, and you know, there's also the discussion, and we don't have to get into that now. That. You know, some of those comments are probably people that leave, live in Steamboat. And I would argue that, you know, that's your choice to live there, you know, and that there are other opportunities to move elsewhere outside of the county. You know, I, I live in Peaberg. I would love to be able to afford a home in Steamboat, even being the planning director, you know. Um, and the reality of the situation um, is, you know, my preference is where I live now, you know, but 
that wouldn't have been my choice when I probably first moved here and lived in Steamboat. And the thought of living outside of Steamboat was like, oh my goodness. But, you know, your priorities change, you know, life changes. And, you know, I knew I could only afford at the time a condo and I, you know, did that, been there, done that. And so I had to make some concessions and I wanted a single family and I found something outside of Steamboat that was affordable for me. And, um, and looking back now, um, I mean, I personally, I love where I live, you know, and there's a lot of great things about where I live, but it's a personal choice also. So the point being that there is plenty of homes available and lots available, you know, in Oak Creek, in Hayden, you know, and elsewhere outside of Steamboat. So, you know, keeping that in mind too, you know, you do have to, um, you know, consider that fact also. You know, whereas some of these other communities, for example, like Telluride, if you've been there, you understand, there's no place to go outside of Telluride and it's not affordable. And if you, you know, the workforce, I mean, they travel over an hour to get there and are living, you know, well outside. You know, we have the, um, you know, we're, we're pretty fortunate here that we do have some of these outlying communities that are in close proximity, you know, <laughs> but then, you know, something we'll have to look at is transportation. And that is something, you know, now you're just creating, you know, South Route isn't that bad getting into Steamboat at all, um, but going from West Route into Steamboat is pretty much a nightmare. So it does add more traffic. So there is, you know, considerable land use concerns we do need to discuss and and figure out what the answer is you know more ride share putting more effort maybe into you know the bus and transportation systems um, so there are things that you can do and like with everything you've got to weigh both sides of the issue and, and and figure out what's most important and what the potential solutions are but the plan isn't going to fix that it's just going to provide what those recommendations are. So for example, if the recommendation and the, strong, the community strongly feels about more ride shares and you know, other modes of transportation and that's being a focus, that becomes a, um, a policy and or an action item to support that, that the county commissioners and the city council you know, can use as a guiding document Apparently he wants me to shush. So maybe you do too. Um, so <laughs> moving on. Um, survey responses based on location. Um, so again, these were just, we were able to pull these out um, based on all the surveys based on area. You see a lot of the repetitive. So looking at North Route, protection of open lands, rural lifestyle was important as well as development or planning for growth. And then you look at Steamboat, not all that different, um, but you know, um, although maybe the word rural lifestyle wasn't written, I would argue, you know, protection of open lands very same, much. Same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just a different way that they're thinking about it. So, um, so again, I don't have to go through all of these. I will send you a hard copy of this and be, you know, prepared to have this at a joint meeting and give you guys an opportunity to really digest some of this information. Um, these are just some of the quotes that we have received and heard um, that we should, you know, focus on. 
Uh, historical preservation, I'll note as you know, one of them, as you know, there is no historical chapter, although there are policies that support historic preservation. And also pres historic preservation falls under preservation, doesn't it? So um, I know Route County Historical, um, not so Historical Society, Route County Historical Committee, I don't remember what their acronym is at the historical moment. Historical um, Route County. Historical Route County, there you go, I had it backwards. Um, that they're very interested in this update process and you know they have um, showed interest in supporting us to um, you know, look at you know, draft language or um, you know, things that we can look at, you know, which is great. And the intent would be to have them come and talk to you about you know, what they would suggest of how we could implement some policies in our plan to support historical preservation. And I think it is um, warranted based on you know, a lot of the information that we did here. Um, and then last, this is just an overview that we based all this information on the surveys along with 14 public meetings that we held last January and February. And then these are all the different entities that we did meet with. So um, I know that was a lot, um, but just to get some preliminary feedback and um, from you all about um, moving forward with the update, I just wanna hear from you about that and some, some comments I can share with the Board of County Commissioners. I like the timetable, it's short, er. <laughs> But I mean, the reality is it always comes back to, I think at least from the commissioner's standpoint, I'm not convinced that we all felt that the master plan was that far out of whack. And I think when we started this concept, there was a lot of discussion about, hey, this is more of a fine tuning as opposed to a complete rewrite. I will also tell you, and I think Troy will probably share my sentiments. I don't know that we were real happy the way the thing got started and the way it was going. And I think that we felt, or at least I felt, this was maybe turning into a, 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 a getting its own legs and turning into a project all by itself. Mm -hmm. And I think considering the fact that we have a good master plan, we were struggling with that. Mm -hmm. The good news is, as always, or typically, Time has a tendency to fix things. And so I think some of those concerns, at least in my opinion, have been fixed. I like the fact that we will engage a consultant that is familiar with master plans and will help us through this so that we don't have a planning staff that is bogged down in the minutia. I mean, I think that to me is what that consultant's for. That turns me on. I know Troy probably gets a little upset and so do we all about spending taxpayers' dollars. But I think in this particular instance, having a consultant that can do what I call the detail and the heavy work probably makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And I'd be willing to pay for that. And yeah, push, I mean, I think as it stands, Christy, unless I misunderstand, you're looking for comments from us as planning commissioners about the moving forward outlining and this has not presented, has not been presented to the BCC, but it will be. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, move on it. And assume yeah, and, and, and this uh, discussion on Tuesday by, 
is is more of a general discussion like I'm having with you all right now right. as well. So it's not anything formal at this point. Um, before we put in the work um, to really, you know, um, move forward with some of like the outreach and a more formal timeline along with a plan, um, a reduced sized plan, you know, we just wanted to have this um, onset discussion with you before we moved forward. Christy, can you put up that uh, page you had showing we completed phase one, we completed phase two, now you're looking at phase three, that that page? Yep. Yeah. You see you that? Go ahead. Yeah, go, lay on it. Well, uh, gosh, I've been all over the place as Christy was going through her presentation. Um, I guess the first thing I wrote down was wondering about planning commission by ourselves, uh, hosting an agenda item. And I don't know if it needs to be on an off night or if it could be on a evening where there's nothing else really on the agenda. But I kind of feel like, um, I think this is not on people's radar right now. And so for us and also the public, I think we should, um, we should start a little bit of re-engagement. Um, but I think that's a step I'm suggesting that occurs before there's a consultant and hired and you know all those things listed under phase three. I guess what I'd like to see is is a planning commission meet a planning commission work session with a presentation of the 922 surveys or the first phase. Here's what we've done so far. Here's the results we've heard. We share it with the public. Um, we can discuss it amongst ourselves because it's a work session. Um, and, and you might say kind of assess then where we feel we are collectively. Um, and then maybe we have better direction and better input to, I don't know, if then we join the board prior to this consultant. Um, that is the that, intent, Troy. That scope and that RFP. Mm -hmm. So I think we've been all dis so disconnected from this. And, you know, obviously it was pretty high on a few of our minds. Steve and I are on that, that committee that, that hasn't met since COVID mm -hmm. uh, with Beth and you. And then thank God the rest of them are all gone that was on that committee. But, um, you know, it's sort of a, re, a reboot. Mm -hmm. And for newer people on, on planning commission, and I don't think that's a bad idea. Um, 
Yeah, Steve, I think, was referring to that. God, I don't remember what they were calling it, Christy, but it was going to be the master plan. And then uh, Dan kept wanting to call, oh, the comp plan. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what Steve was referencing, was that we had this master plan, and then kind of in the background noise was this comp plan. And I think that's part of what I'm trying to get out of at this joint meeting. I mean, forget comp plan. It's not what I'm talking about, but um i'd like to know if this is a complete rewrite if this is an update um you know how deep do we have to go um to prep or to have our uh, scope better identified and what it is we're trying to achieve out of that um, and whether staff or the Board of County Commissioners or Planning Commission feels that this thing has to be a year and a half away, or is it a year away, or I don't know. That's what I'd like to get out of this. And I think that for us to sit down and discuss this in the agenda item amongst ourselves and figure out what we are seeing, feeling, hearing, reading, taking community input if it's a work session, then I think we would all have a better collective idea. Okay. Um, I think we're on the same page um, and maybe I wasn't clear and we can add to that. I mean, everything that you are suggesting is included in phase three before we would do an RFP and included in while we put out the RFP, which would be. Well, Christy, be, I took it to be that your, your outline here talks about a joint meeting and I'm not sure I want to do that. I, I, I'm not what, sure what, what are your reservations about a joint meeting? Um, it would be a public it's meeting. Taken over with by the elected parties and 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 us volunteers get get um, shuffled under the rug, and everybody thinks that they're the ones that are making this plan when they're not. But so they're part of the process, you know, though. Have a bit of a candid discussion amongst planning commission, then the board. Okay, I, I understand what you're really, saying. I'm not saying that we don't want to do it. Yeah. Because ultimately, we need to come together. I think, sure, yeah, what you're asking for is a meeting day. before the meeting. Yeah, and, and we can certainly do that. And I understand, yeah. I, I understand your caution based on, you know, coming out of a bad marriage, we'll say, you know, of, of where this of where this discussion, you know, resulted from. So I, I hear you, I understand you. Um, I also do want to remind everybody, you know, and, and you know, this, like, I, I know there's a lot of ownership in this plan and there should be, you know, but this is a community plan. And although you guys adopt it, the commissioners are the ones that confirm that. And if they're not part of the process, that would be not really beneficial if they weren't part of that process, that if there was something that wasn't, um, you know, that wasn't vetted out, you know, and part of that process later, and it got to that point, and they didn't, you know, confirm it. 
Um, I don't anticipate that being part, you know, happening, but I'm just saying that definitely, you know, this is something you guys, both planning commission and the board use as the basis of all of your land use applications and decisions. Um, So you do want them part of the process. As you're speaking, I'm thinking of different examples. When I was referencing the comp plan and that committee and right, right, all right. That, I guess, would you agree that the existing master plan is more of a land use document? And at some of our preliminary meetings we had on this master plan, the environmental department guy stood up and talked for 20 minutes of things that environmental health wanted in there. Now, I'm not yeah. saying that they're not consulted. I'm not saying that, that they don't come in and give us their issues at all. Yeah, no. It's simply, I'm trying to figure out if this is going to be a comp plan or a master plan. Um, my suggestion and my intent would be a master plan. I, I think we, um, I hope that we put that issue to rest. Um, also, I think based on just this broad feedback that we got this initial feedback, I mean, I don't know if anybody disagrees with the fact that is sitting here tonight, that this is a total rewrite and, you know, throwing it out and starting from scratch. I mean, I think we have, you know, my interpretation and takeaways is, you know, these priorities are, is in fact what we see in the plan today. Um, and, you know, although I think there's, of course, we can acknowledge that it needs to be updated and there are probably certain things we do need to discuss, such as short-term rentals, right? It keeps coming up and it's, you know, very appropriate to be talking about that issue, which looking at these priorities, um, um, looking at these priorities, you know, short-term rentals fall into two categories, you know, I see here under development or planning for growth, um, you know, where we're going to want to talk about housing, you're going to really dive into housing under attainable housing, um, but then also recreation and tourism, you know, and, and so I think that there are things that we do need to discuss, um, you know, moving forward with the master plan. But, you know, as I said in the beginning, I see no need that this plan needs a total facelift, if you will, starting, you know, throwing it out, starting from scratch. I don't think the commissioners are going to agree to that either, you know, just based on just preliminary comments I have heard from them um, based on some of this information. Um, And, I think the overarching policies in that plan are gonna be confirmed and we just need to vet it through that process. I see this phase one and the results from this as confirming the fact that, uh, confirming the fact of how big of an update this is gonna be. And I see no reason that it needs to extend beyond a year. It's just where we're gonna, the time is going to be the next couple of months just being in the position where we can take on a plan update with the assistance with a consultant to help us, you know, navigate the process essentially. So, um, a lot of the um, discussion, the points you brought up, 
Um, we can definitely have a discussion before a joint meeting, but the joint meeting would be to confirm what you're seeing here and basically what I just said for everybody to agree, hey, you know, the scope of this doesn't need to be a three-year prolonged project. These are the themes we should focus on and, um, and that it doesn't need to, you know, start out and, and move on. Um, to your point about the whole community plan versus a master plan, um, I think Steve has said it best, tomato, tomato, um, in, 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 the, in the past, but um, it was my understanding that, you know, like the environmental issues, right? Um, there are other plans that have just been adopted in the county that there's no need to do a community plan, in my opinion. Um, community plans are more um, for, is what you see municipalities adopt. Um, so for example, they just adopted the climate action plan. <coughs> they also just um, adopted the hazard mitigation plan, which was presented to you back in June. And if you recall talking to those consultants, the recommendation was we would um, support those plans or refer to them in the master plan in the update, but um, you would have action items that would refer to you to that plan because you really wouldn't want to, and it's really not best practice to have a chapter with that kind of information in a master plan because if it, it becomes outdated pretty quickly and then you have to update two plans. So therefore you can make um, recommendations and provide action items in that plan that support policies within those other plans. And that's a great way that you can address um, some of these issues that people brought out like under environmental topics. And that would be my suggestion rather than a community plan. So um, I'm, I'm good. I think that, yeah, I think Troy, I think your, your approach about, I'll, I'll, well, my interpretation of your comments are maybe we need to have a planning commission refresher session just to bring ourselves all back current to what's been accomplished and where we at. Yeah, and we can. And I think that, that that makes some sense to me. I think what you really want to spend some time on, and Christy, this is probably where we're going to catch our lunch from a time standpoint, is the focused meetings. Yeah, I I see those probably creating more time than we really want to admit because you're going to get a group of people and it's a single or multi, uh, one or two item discussion. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think hang on because that's where you're going to beat things up. Right. And, and those meetings just say, if you put a month, for example, and this is just me just coming up with an idea, had a month dedicated to each one of these, that's six months. Oh, yeah. and, and, and within each of those themes, you, we would want to look to some of our stakeholders and experts within those categories. Yep. Um, so, I mean, that's how I envision it. Um, and a consultant may have, you know, more of a refined idea or time frame in order to do that. Right. Um, and then those would be the takeaways. But I don't see the scope of the plan going beyond these six themes based on that preliminary information. 
And the idea of the joint meeting would be to confirm that, which would then tell me the scope of this project. Um, but we can certainly, you know, from now, um, nothing's been confirmed, um, you know, at this point, but, you know, keeping that in mind, we certainly can schedule another meeting with you all um, so you can think about it more, chew on it more, um, and have some public engagement, um, involvement, that is. I just didn't want to do that now because I wanted to have just a general discussion with you all um, and get your thoughts. So, so well, I also far, think this, this you, is all great feedback. You get those results to the commissioners. That gives each of us some time to kind of at our leisure. Yeah. Read through those survey results and kind of get our arms around. Okay. Yeah, this exactly. This is what we really need to look at. Yep. Others, other comments? Um, I could add that um, I, I would be appreciative of refresher from staff on those elements of the master plan or those sections of the master plan that they would like to see updated because um, you know you live and breathe it every day. We, yeah. we don't. Mm -hmm. and, um, and for I'm our sure new members, yes. That's my point. That's all I wanted to say. I yeah, and, that, and, that's, and that's a great point. And, you know, under this, that first uh, bullet where it's tax sheet Q&A and education. Mm -hmm. um, and again, this was a literally a preliminary timeline just for this discussion, but that is the intent. Um, you know, and whether, you know, how that was going to be done. Um, I didn't really like think that through fully, you know, um, but obviously, you know, there is a need um, and it would be good to have that refresher co course with you all um, in a meeting, you know, before we would schedule a joint meeting. Perfect. And it's one other thing I point I'd like to make, and that is that um, earlier we had discussions about, and I think Troy brought this up, um, the importance of making sure that there's infrastructure. I mean, we can, we can talk about all the plans you want, affordable housing and development yeah. and all this stuff. If there's not water, if there's not sewer, if there isn't any path forward in those areas, I, I think we wanna make sure that the infrastructure access is tied to whatever we're working on. And I, I'm not sure if that means getting involved with engineers in the county or um, who's the right source for that background. But mm -hmm. Troy, do you remember bringing that up? I, I think that under, makes... Roberta? Pardon me? What was it under? Oh, you know, a long time ago, we were just looking at um, subdivisions and there were certain subdivisions that, you know, didn't have any access to water. So what's the point of talking about them? Nothing's ever gonna get done there. Yeah, and, that, and that's an important discussion we've brought up, which would be included under, you know, the theme of housing um, is we've talked about and we've discussed the availability of water and how that dictates development. So, um, so that is something that, you know, when we dove deeper, we're not prepared to do that now. 
um, obviously, but that is, you know, obviously what the intent would be. I do have a, you know, list of a lot of the comments that you all have provided up until now, you know, and where they would fit into those themes that we'd want to talk to, because that is a great point, you know, and that is an educational component too, where people have to realize that fact, you know, that a lot of, a lot of, you know, potential development in the county is going to be dictated by water availability. And most of the county, as we know, is over-appropriated. And without an augmentation plan, which is very difficult to do, um, is pretty much a, a non-starter. So that, that's a great point, Roberta. Thank you. Anyone else? Others? I have a quick comment. Um, once you do decide to go with the consultant and kind of get into that timetable, I think it would be really smart for the consultant to kind of meet with us sooner than later, um, just so that we can kind of be on the same page oh, and kind of feel like, you know, that are, we're being expressed with them. Um, I feel like sometimes consultants kind of take over a lot of things yeah, and then forward, present yeah. it to you, but instead it should be us presenting to them. So to, um, that's great. I'm glad you brought that up. So as part of this phase three and some of the things I spoke about with the um, PIO that the county has um, was creating this Q&A education and a fact sheet. And included in that, we were talking about almost like a, an expectation document, um, you know, of to make sure that we would include that in the RFP so the consultant was well aware of what we were looking for and the services that they would provide and who's in control, you know what I mean? Um, there are communities that fork everything completely over to a consultant, you know? Obviously we don't wanna do that. Um, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't let that happen, um, but that is a good point. We, and that's how I um, tend to move forward with that is, you know, to create this um, document that all of this information would be included in the RFP. And absolutely when they were brought on board, which by the way, you'd all be part of the process on selecting, you know, there'll be a, selected, a selection committee. Um, so we'll probably not have the complete planning commission, but um, I'll be putting that together and that would be part of the plan. Um, but with that, once a consultant was brought on board, obviously we would have a meeting with you all and we would obviously make that clear as well, so. I'm glad you brought that up, Greg. Others. The only thing that I would request, and I think you've said you're going to do this, Christy, is to the extent for, that we could get a copy of, um, of this survey report yeah, and actually absolutely. be able to look at it and digest it in our own time. But to the extent that there's anything else that I don't want you to create work for you or staff to make something up. But if you have other documents, particularly, you know, like for me, where I was not a part of the earlier process, um, if there's things that are there that would help kind of get me up to speed, um, help refresh the rest of the commission on what transpired, I think that'd be helpful. I would rather have that so that I can look at it as opposed to- Absolutely. I will send you the report, um, but then also um, to Troy's point, I'll set up a work session, you know, to bring us all up to speed and it will be a little, you know, background and we'll look at the master plan, you know, so 
everybody, you know, really fully understands the existing master plan, have that Q&A if you have questions um, and um, provide you the information and tools you'll need as we move forward to make decisions on this. Uh, Christy, while it may not be of value, is, no, not is, are the actual responses still available? You know, we, had, um, we had the ability to access something and we could look at the responses. Yeah, um, we, we do, um, but it's in a, um, it's not a, in a readable format because, they, I mean, you all, most of you ha did have access when the survey was going on. Right. Um, but um, it's all like listed and it was organized into, um, there was like software that helped us like pull this information out to Never mind. that document. Yeah. Never but, mind. Um, and I mean, by all means, um, if you want to review all 922, um, it was a lot of fun, let me tell you. Um, but uh, <laughs> well, it was at the time, it was kind of fun to, to look at individual yeah. responses, just kind of see how it was going. And yeah, if that was exactly. still available to someone like Linda, it might, you know, she could randomly just kind of sift through them and have some fun with them. Well, that's why we created that summary document. So you didn't have to go through all of them I got that. Uh, to yeah, pull yeah. out the main points, but yeah. yeah. Billy, any comments? Nope. Okay. He's good. Andy, you good? Perfect. Troy. Yeah, I just want to say one, one more thing that strikes me. Um, it seems like in the document that Christy shared with us, I think it's arguable that there was two or three items listed. And I don't know, I guess what I was thinking about when discussing where we're at, those two or three items are like urban or city items in my head. Mm -hmm. And so that is kind of what I was hoping to kick around or debate or get the consensus of planning commission as to are those um, something that we need how much emphasis do we put on those items? Um, specifically, I'll try to look real fast. I think what you can do, Troy, I know what you're saying. I think that's why we also pulled out of that report areas in the county where we received some of those answers. So it was more easily to detect, you know, what some of those common themes were. Um, but I, my answer to you would be that, yeah, it would be totally in your purview to put some of those land uses aside. Hold on, buddy. Um, put those land uses, uh, those issues aside, and maybe you put them in the box that says, hey, this would be a good for the area plan to tackle. You know what I mean? Or, or, or one of the other entities, and maybe this isn't a... When Planning Commission gets this uh, summary uh, in uh -huh. their hands, and we look at the strengths and the weaknesses, um, the overall response highlights. Mm -hmm. um, it looks like the majority of those certainly are, are county items. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I look at things in there and go, well, where's the differentiation between what 
I feel like we do as the county as opposed to what is a city driven. I think you guys get to dictate that. Right. Line item in the. The APCC also covers a lot of that overlap, Troy. You'll exactly. find that, like, I want to say the first three meetings of the APCC were going over like 400 bullet points. And I would say 90% of them there were actually like city driven. And you'll find a challenge in trying to uh, drive home the point that decisions that the city make makes have a huge impact on development in the rest of the county. And those plans that are generated either drive development to Steamboat or could help drive development maybe to some of these outlying centers where housing is more attainable. So, um, but you guys, you and Roberto have fun on the APCC going over those bullet points and maybe coming up with some type of direction. I don't know if you guys- Well, we did, Andy. Um, we came up with priorities. We narrowed down this list as Andy was referring to. One of our tasks was to review the over 400 action items that were in that plan. And it was totally overkill. And lessons learned, and Troy, this is where, you know, I'm saying that you guys get to dictate, but just because somebody makes a comment or is requesting that you put something in the plan because it's important to them, you guys get to decide if it ends up in the plan. Because the mistake that happened with the area plan is, yeah, they, they went ahead and they just, anything anybody said, they put it in the plan. And you, if you review these action items, which we all did and went through that brain damage, you know, there was a lot of repetitive action items. There was action items that really had no relevance being in that plan. Um, and it was like, kind of like they were just trying to appease the community and, and, you know, I think they realize now, like I said, lesson learned, you don't need to do that. So just because there's comments in there, doesn't need me, you know, you guys are the ones that can dictate whether it ends up in the mass plan or a priority or where it belongs or maybe most appropriate. Maybe your response to some of these comments, Troy, would be, um, you know, hey, we considered it and we think that this is a, a city issue. And just, you know, and that's your response to it. You know what I mean? So, so you of course have the ability to go through and evaluate um, all of these comments um, and, and really the takeaways here. Makes sense. So, <clears throat> so what potentially could have been a really short meeting for you all, I apologize, <laughs> but okay. this is a, but this is a good discussion. I think that well, we it is. You know, need, need, need to have. Yep. Um, yep. And I will certainly schedule um, another more focused meeting, you know, based around educating you all and, and the, the master plan itself um, and, and getting more feedback from you once you dive in. And then right. any follow up and direction, you know, um, suggestions I get from, uh, from the board, um, I will certainly, you know, pass that along for us all to um, figure out where to go from here. But um, but I think the biggest takeaway is that my recommendation would be a master plan and a year long process. These are just the big summaries here um, and that this doesn't need to be reinventing the wheel here. Um, of course, we, we all recognize there are some, I think, recurring themes we, we should tackle um, and, and we can use 
those um, priorities as our um, driver, if you will. Are you done? Yes. Good. <laughs> uh, before we adjourn, unless you have something else going on, uh, you sent us the planning department monthly report, September 1 to September 30th. Mm -hmm. I really like that. I have so one I for December. Yeah, Up continue. on my screen, I was going to share with you um, as part of my update before I decided to have this discussion. Um, so to save time, I could just send you that report. Um, so that's my December. I haven't done my January yet. The concept so. of saving time is appropriate. Yes, please send us. Will do. Okay. And that, else? Will, uh, that, that, that is it. Well, I don't, I'm not trying to circumvent and close this out quickly, but I'm trying to close it out quickly. Everybody thanks you for that. I can, I can see on the looks on the faces. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Christy. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, oh, so we're on for February 4th, I think. Uh, we are. So we have the two items scheduled for the 4th at this yep. point in time. Yep. Um, and then I'll give you an update, uh, a quick summary from uh, the board. And then we'll talk about scheduling um, moving forward. Um, Sounds good. Scheduling uh, an, our next discussion on the master plan. Sounds good. Perfect. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone else, have a good evening. We're adjourned. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> Don't seem so enthused.